we'll queue up the video. Please take a hot seat. Please take a hot seat. That's as well.
Good morning, everybody. How you guys doing? Oop, almost fell. Oh, don't fall. <laughs> Just getting started here, man. How's everybody doing this morning? You got an extra hour of sleep? A little, little uh, pep in your step? No, this is like this is like uh, the greatest day ever for the preacher, where you get an extra hour of sleep. You don't have to get up at five a.m. And you're actually not even like full on preaching the sermons. So this was like Christmas morning for me today, so I'm super pumped up. Um, anyway, if I haven't had a chance to meet you, my name's Chris. Uh, one of the leaders, uh, elders here, get to teach and preach. Uh, One of the things we normally do, I've been saying this for a few weeks here, is normally we love to go uh, verse by verse through books of the Bible. And we've been in a series on Matthew. We've taken a little bit of a break. Um, We just finished a series, Revive Us Again. uh, And all those messages are online. If you haven't heard them, you should go back and check them out. And then this morning, what we want to do before we jump back into Matthew is uh, take a morning to uh, just highlight some of the work that God's doing uh, through our church. One of the things we talk a lot about at West Village is that we don't go to church. We are the church. Uh, I was talking with uh, Adam and Heather this morning. They got two young little girls, and they've been fully indoctrinating their children well into the ways of West Village. And so they will drive by the movie theater, and they will say, uh, mom and dad, that's the place where we gather, right? The movie theater. It's not a movie theater. It's not the church. It's the place that we gather. And then when they come here on a Sunday morning, they are going to the gathering, right? We're going to gather with our church, right? So they've beaten the bad language, the swear words of, are we going to church this morning out of their children? That's good parenting. That's elder material. I don't know if you're in here, Adam and Heather, you're here somewhere, I'm sure. We're pointing, where wave to me. Front row. Oh, hey, sorry. It's kind of a little... It's that guy waving at you. Yeah, that's right. So, um, but, but that just reinforces something that we uh, talk a lot about. That's actually what our whole last series was about, which is uh, God's heart for his church is not to fill a movie theater. It's not to fill a building, but it's to fill a city. And so our heart as the, the people of God here at West Village is to continue to saturate the city with God's people, living out God's mission, so that every day, every man, woman, and child can have a daily encounter with Jesus and his church. And one of the ways that we do that is through broken ministries. Um, you heard in the video a little bit of a, uh, about what that's... Uh, you heard in the video, sorry, a little bit about how that looks and how that came about. But what we want to do regularly is continue to talk about broken ministries, continue to keep that in front of us as a church family as a constant reminder of what God's doing in our city. Uh, And so I've invited, this is Gordo, as you saw in the video, this is his significant other, Julia, and this is Nathan. And uh, (laughs) um, if you don't know these guys, now you know them. And Nathan's up here. The reason Nathan's here is because Nathan and Carrie lead a community group that has, uh, maybe you could just, Marge, uh, yeah, Marge Evans, Ron and Melissa Evans, um, Ken and Karina, Corey and Jules. Corey and Jules. Yeah, I'm sure I'm missing someone, but yeah, you, yeah, you're in there somewhere. Yeah, your kid and all their kids are also very involved in uh, the work that God's doing. And so Nathan's up here just to kind of chime in and talk a little bit about the journey. But what I want to do really quickly before we jump into Broken Ministries, if you have a Bible, a phone, anything like that, grab it and open it up. Go to uh, the book of Isaiah chapter 1, and, and what I don't want to preach, I do, but I'm not going to, uh, but what I want to do is just share a couple of thoughts about God's heart when it comes to the poor, and why this is so important for us to understand. So Isaiah chapter 1, um, a, a lot of people would describe the book of Isaiah, they would call it the fifth gospel, uh, because it so paints a great picture of God's heart for his people, and you see so many threads of what Jesus uh, does on the cross in the book of Isaiah. But in Isaiah chapter 1, there's this 
rebuke that God gives to his people, the nation of Israel, through the prophet Isaiah. And I want to just read a few verses here. So picking up Isaiah chapter 1, picking up in verse 10, here's what Isaiah says. He says, Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Listen to the instructions of our God, you people of Gomorrah. Now, just a quick context here. Uh, what Isaiah is doing here is he's saying to them, you deserve what the people of Sodom and Gomorrah received in Genesis chapter 18 and 19. Okay, so this is actually a really harsh word. If you're familiar with the story, he basically wipes all those people out. So, so God's coming here with a scathing critique against his people. Right? He's saying, you deserve pretty significant punishment. Now, now listen to what he says, because this is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is in here. Verse 11, the multitude of your sacrifices, what are they for, or what are they to me, says the Lord? I have more than enough of burnt offerings of rams and the fattened, uh, fattened animals. I have no pleasure in the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to appear before me, who asked this of you, this trampling of my court. Stop bringing meaningless offerings. Your incense is detestable to me. New moons, Sabbaths, and convocations. I cannot bear your worthless assemblies. Your new moon feasts and your appointed festivals, I hate with all my being. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. In other words, there's something so wrong with the people of God, that when they come into the house, the, the temple, the sanctuary, when they come to gather as the people of God to worship, he doesn't even want to hear their worship. He doesn't want to receive it. In other words, their outward obedience towards God is worthless to him. And he's going to say why in just a second, but he goes on. Look at what he says, verse 15. When you spread out your hands in prayer, I hide my eyes from you, even when you offer many prayers, I am not listening. He even refuses to hear their prayers. Why? Here's what he says, because your hands are full of blood. You've got blood all over your hands. In verse 16, he says, wash and make yourselves clean. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. Now listen to what he says. Stop doing wrong. Verse 17, learn to do right. Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless and plead the case of the widow. Throughout the story of God, God's number one critique of his people is this, that they do not take up the case of the poor and the oppressed, that they neglect the poor and the oppressed among them. And there's something connected to the heart of God and our care for the least of these. There's something about our worship that when we are not caring for those who are on the outside, we are completely missing the very heart of God. If you go to Matthew chapter 25, where Jesus shares this parable uh, where he's separating the sheep and the goats, he actually goes on to say, if you didn't serve the poor, the oppressed, uh, the widow, the broken, those who were in prison, when you did serve them, rather, you actually were serving me. And so we, we have to wrap our minds, we have to wrestle with, we have to wrap our hearts around the reality that there's something in the very essence and nature of who God is that he is for the outsider. I mean, if, if you're listening to the words of the songs and the, the words of the readings that Jill was doing this morning, 
It's all about God's heart for the outsider. It's all about his heart for the orphan. It's all about his heart for the oppressed, for the broken, for the marginalized. And in the story of God, that's us. That he came to seek and save that which was lost. That he came to pursue us. That we have been adopted into his family. That his church is, uh, is widowed. And that he, the bridegroom, comes to redeem the bride. And so as we talk about broken ministries, what I don't want you to hear is that there are people who have less than us and we should really help them. I mean, that's true. But this runs so much deeper than that. This runs down to the core of what we believe about the gospel, about what we believe about who God is and what he's done for us and what we believe we are in relationship to God, where we sit that there's something about the way that God loves, that it should drive a person to live a life that cares for those who are on the outside and on the margins. And so I just want to set that up as we go into this, because it's so easy to hear what Gordon, Julia, and Nathan are going to share this morning and feel like this is a service project. This is much more than a service project. This is very much a picture of the gospel. I mean, I've, I've gotten to go down and participate in some of the things that they've done, and I go down there, and it's just like, I can feel the presence of the Spirit in those places because of what God's doing. So, with that being said, Gordo, why don't you just quickly catch everyone up on Broken Ministries? Like, what's going on down there right now? What are you guys doing? What kind of uh, ministry are you having? I mean, realize this is a really broad question, and you're probably just going to talk for a long time, but just kind of give people that haven't heard before or maybe haven't heard in a while what's going on with Broken. Um, Broken Ministries is really just a bunch of people that see a need for help and have stepped up to the plate. Um, it all started with some music stuff that we did, and then we started implementing a barbecues and um, didn't know where it was going to go, but it, uh, it took off. Uh, we've been down there on Pandora uh, for about a year and a half. I think we've given out 16 or 17,000 burgers to people. Uh, endless amounts of clothes that people have donated. Uh, we've baptized people right out on the street. Um, mm. We have, uh, you know, helped people with parole hearings. We have helped people to get into treatment. We help people get into housing. Wherever there's a need, we just are open to helping, you know, and we rely on God for that. Um, we're just like pawns in the game, and, um, you know, we really don't know where it's going to go on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, but it goes somewhere, and it, it amazes me how, you know, I figure, oh, there's nothing to do today, and it's the busiest day of my week, you know. <laughs> um, it just happens like that all the time. And then just recently, we've been blessed that uh, we have a Thursday night gathering downtown at the Mustard Seed, that every Thursday night between 7 and 9, we're kind of having a church. Or yeah. It's in the very early process, right, or you know, the beginning, so where it's really going to go, we don't know. But when you talk to people out in the streets, you got to get them to, you know, you got to, be nice to get them to come somewhere to where they can actually hear a little bit more gospel or, or, or whatever, right? But uh, so God, once again, has uh, opened up a door for us to, uh, you know, just keep growing in that way. Yeah, so there's kind of like three components to Broken, if I understand correctly. Um, one is you have like Thursday night church, which you guys are calling Crosswalk. Yeah. And that's like a Sunday or a Thursday night gathering, rather, meets down at the Mustard Seed from 7 to 9. Um, I know Nathan and Carrie and their CG come down each week. Uh, there's worship, there's some teaching, there's some like some breakout discussion groups, and that's that's mostly, if not all, uh, street people. Is that right? Well, yeah, and there's some some pe regular people that go to the mustard seed. It's open to anyone. Yeah. Um, it's just like if if we're trying to get people from the street to go somewhere, 
They ain't coming here. Yeah, coming here is like going to Beirut. It's just as far, from, <laughs> you know. But they've been there. It's a food bank. Uh, they have lunches there regularly, so it's it's a comfortable thing for them. So in the same way that Jesus came from heaven to earth, you know, in incarnated, uh, you know, a language, a culture, a context, we're just being good missionaries. Going like, how are we going to preach the gospel, live the gospel in a way that's going to connect with this particular group of people, and yeah. and and that's what that looks like. So yeah. so you have your Thursday night uh, gathering. Uh, there's also Thursday night late night barbecues, right? So that happens down on Pandora, and that's from like 10 p.m. till one-ish. One-ish. Yeah. Sometimes we finish up and we sit and just talk to people. Yeah. Um. You know, sometimes the food has gone so fast, the need is so great, we're done by 11, 11, 15. But you know, God's got you going, and you know, you just sit in a conversation with people, and that's where it really starts to happen. You know, when you get a bit of free time one on one, if you can. Um, but yeah, we're and, usually home by two, I'd say in the morning. And how many people are coming out on a typical Thursday night to the barbecues? Well, we give out 300 meals. Okay. Uh, some, it gets doubled up, you know? Yeah. You know, there's, there's lineups as long as a theater some nights, Yeah. you know, and, and that blows our mind and we, it, and it just keeps growing. Julia came up with an idea that we want to show some movies down there. So there's a thing called Bible project. If you're not familiar with it, go check it out. It's a guy that draws the Bible really quick and condenses. It's, it's easy to understand well so we do about a six or seven minute thing of that then we pop on our gang from our youth yeah, or yeah. a cartoon or something just to balance it off but you know there's, it's just going to keep going yeah and then the third component is what you and julia do just kind of day in and day out which i don't know how to describe it other than almost like you guys are like chaplains on the street so uh you just kind of wandering around you know meeting people relationships that you've connected and julia why don't you talk just a little bit about what that looks like because i know you've been pretty involved with that for a while that might look like um, court support or taking someone to a ministry meeting or just meeting with them. They might cry out and text um, that in the night they're stressed over relationship. Um, anything from just meeting for lunch, just letting them know that they have a friend that's rooting for them that um, wants to see them come out of the power of darkness. So even like, I, I mean, I've gotten texts from you guys or try to get meet up like oh we can't we're taking so and so a bile into a treatment center or getting somebody to the ferry so they can go to a treatment center or we're helping somebody find money to get on the ferry to go to a treatment center and so it's just it's just trying to like love people well and meet them where they're at and help them take the next step in their journey and sometimes it's it's might not even be spiritual it might be like just physical practical needs that they have is that right yeah uh, so um Really quickly, maybe for all three of you, uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about why you do this? Like, what motivates you to want to do this? Um, <laughs> that's a really good question. Um, and I honestly think because it's just because of how good Jesus is. Like, it's been... The Spirit has made it very clear to me that I am not great. Um, and so the Spirit, I mean, it was not my choice at all when we originally even started talking about being involved in uh, ministry with street people. My initial like gut reaction was a big no, I don't want to do that because it's scary. It's not actually scary. It's actually wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um because of all of the things that culture told me was bad about that situation, about being there with these people. Um, and the Spirit, over and over again, over a period of time, reminded me of 
how much I am exactly who society tells me they are. Society tells me they're broken and they're outcasts and they are lesser than me. And the gospel tells me that I am broken and I am outcast and I am lesser than Jesus. And so the gospel tells me to go because Jesus came, lived the life that I cannot, died the death that I deserve every single day. And so he says, go. And that just, it changed everything for me. What about you, Julio? Why do you do this? I give thanks to our Heavenly Father who delivered me from the power of darkness and translated me into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, my, my Heavenly Savior. And it's not so long ago that I remember struggling with the power of darkness and being tormented by the enemy. And when you look out to these people, you see the stark difference between those who are trapped and those in the light. And when the heavenly heart of your father connects with you in compassion, you can't not but share the truth of the gospel. You can't not. It's good, it's good preaching. Uh, Gordo, what about you? Why do you do this? She tells me to. <laughs> it's a good man. It's yeah. a good man right yeah. there. Good job, Julia. Yeah. We're proud of the work you're yeah. doing here. Um, it's good stuff. You know, uh, <laughs> I've always been involved with helping people, but if I have this, like, I, I've done a lot of things in my life, but never anything like this has left me so fulfilled or, like, just content of I'm in the right spot at the right time or I'm right-sized. You know, um, I, 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 you know, I get to see God at work all the time. And if you've never got to see that movie, <laughs> go check it out. <laughs> um, it's a good one. <laughs> um, you know, but it may, like, uh, why me? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I sometimes ask myself, why am I doing this? And then God puts something in front of me and I go, oh, I get it now. Yeah. You know, and, and it, where it's going to come, like, how I think my day is going to go is never how it ends up. Yeah. You know, he just... But, you know, but it, it's the people, it's the connection with people. It's if you get a chance, and it's it's hard out there to bring up God. You know, a lot of them in their state are blaming God because they're having such a bad run. But um, you know, you, after a little bit of time, and it's amazing how a burger can break conversation start. But uh, you know, I, I'm down there because it's what I I believe I'm called to do. That's good. Now, um, we're all, you brought some pictures along with you, so um, yeah. they'll be on the screen. You can see them right here on the mm-hmm. screen here. Uh, why don't you just kind of? I'm gonna let Julia take that one. All right, you guys. Okay, you guys tell us some of the things that God's been doing, and just some of the stories uh, that have been happening down there that can encourage us. This is my friend Kenny. Um, he had a huge um, abscess on his hand, and he was speaking um, incoherently until I said, "Would you like to be delivered from addiction?" And he stopped and looked at me straight in the eyes and said, yes. And we prayed for him. And um, we don't know where Kenny is now. But I believe without a doubt that in that moment, God touched him. And um, when I see this picture, I I think and um, think to pray for Kenny. And please do. Um, We love him. And that's at 4 o'clock on a Friday afternoon hmm. at Blanchard and, like, Pembroke, or not Pembroke, but, like, uh, right down by the courthouse area. It's not as busy as it looks, but it was very busy out there to be sitting on a 
a sidewalk with a guy, the looks you get from the people passing by. But uh, Kenny's a cool guy. And, and I mean, doesn't you still get that picture? Like, doesn't that scream uh, Jesus to you? Not that Julie is Jesus. She's not Jesus. She'd be the first to admit that. But doesn't that picture look like what you think Jesus would be doing if he was still walking among us? It's great. Next, uh, next picture there. Oh, okay. Um, you don't have to stop at each one if you don't want no, to. Oh, if you... oh, yeah, okay. Flip to another one. We'll, we'll get you up. That's just part of Ten City. Let's just take it. Yeah. This is a really cool story. I might have told a few of you. Um, Jenny and Caleb, are you guys here somewhere? I see Caleb right there. Jenny's Put your teaching. hand up. Te- Kenny, Jenny is teaching in kids this Okay. The, the, these two people, they had a clothing line, and it was called Rado, and uh, they had some leftover stock. So they gave them to us to bless the community downtown. Now, downtown, there, there is gangs, and gangs wear red, and, and that gentleman is a gangster. Now, we had, I think, about 40 red hats. Now... What those hats stand for is the A and the O at the end, Alpha and Omega, both ends. The R is repent, evangelize, and disciple. In a nutshell, that says, God, we went downtown and we handed out 40 hats to gangsters, and they're walking around doing their thing with God written across their head, and they had no idea. I just think that was one of the coolest things we got to do, right? That's good. Yeah, so if you see one, that's what it's about. This year, um, we are fortunate enough that we got to take about 120 people to uh, the Harbor Cats games um, from the street. Uh, once again, they never get to do nothing other than, you know, basically the vicious cycle they're in. So this is a guy named Al. He's challenged. He's special needs. But he's one of the coolest guys in the world. And, uh, you know, he, he comes to our events. He now attends the Mustard Seed Street Church. He actually, he likes to drum with the band. He's a pretty fun guy, man. So well, we took 120 people to the Harbor Cats this year. The Harbor Cats donated all the tickets for people in need. So. And if you have the pleasure of meeting him, we say about him that it's like he's never left the garden. He is on fire, happy, joyful, and he's a pleasure to be around. Hmm. Um, this is Margaret. Margaret's mid-70s. She's not a street person, but she hangs out in the street religiously. This is McDonald's on Pandora. We meet there. Prior to our, uh, our, uh, our barbecue, well, Margaret has been there the whole time, and now she brings packages of cheese to put on the burgers every week. So she's really one part of us things, and, you know, she's part of the community. And, uh, you know, it's... How did she get connected to what you guys were doing? She just started coming down, and we yeah. talked to them. Okay. You know, and then she felt she had a need to do it, and sometimes she brings, you know, less cheese because I believe she's on assistance, and, um, you know, sometimes she'll oh, can you cut them in half? Oh, Got him in half, you know. But she's just helping people down there help each other. We get guys that come up and say, "Hey, I got an extra sweater. Can you give it to somebody?" You know, because there's a lot of stuff getting, you know, passed around from each yeah. other. To each other. Yeah. It's good. That there's just that's the early part. That's over on uh, uh, yeah. Central Baptist Church, right where that light is on the right hand side, left hand side is uh, the Johnson Street Project, which is that new tent city. Well, tent city moved inside. It was. Um, that's the darkest place in Victoria, if you want my opinion. There's been more deaths in that building than there. Uh, we're at Tent City, uh, and we're right, right there, right at the thing. And, and you know, the funny thing is, when they smell the burgers, they all come outside. Hmm. And you know, we had the cops come up to us a while ago and said, you know, we asked what we're doing and how we're doing it. 
you know, they said, you know, we actually like you guys here on a Thursday night. Uh, there's almost no violence and no more overdoses. So, you know, God's working there, I believe. And uh, there's, there's a lot of people dying on the streets right now. Just another picture of the barbecue. That's, I don't know how far you can see that line, but there's got to be 50, 60 people waiting to get burgers, you know. And uh, we go down there, whatever the weather, whatever. We've now moved across the street, though, to uh, basically across from welfare or whatever social services and the subway, Kitty Corner to Alex Guggen Hall. There's a big parking lot there. So it was by chance we showed up one night and a movie was in town. And they had every parking spot in the street taken up. So we, we just, let's go here. We went across this parking lot. And now it's not a line. It's a huddle. Like it's a community group. It's, it's, it's just changed the dynamics that people sit around. That's when the movie thing came up. Um, it's just it, it's just turned into a little thing. And, you know, now we're on the Street Survival Guide, which is kind of <laughs> neat. If you're out there and you yeah. need uh, to find resources, we're mentioned on it, that you can go there and get food at that time of night. Because nobody feeds people at that, that time of night. And we're, we try as hard as we, well, we don't try, we do. We make sure they get meat and protein because yeah. it's something that's hard to come by sometimes. Where's all the money coming from for this? Uh, well, I'm gonna thank, I'd like to thank everyone here that supported us, but all this, all this stuff has been through donation. Uh, people's hearts have caught, cried out and, and, and donated and donated. And I tell you, like this time last year, we ran into a spot where we had no money. And, and me and Julie were going, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So she says, well, let's go pray. So we decided we'd walk downtown. And this is a Wednesday night. So we're walking and we go up to, because like, they all huddle around little pockets downtown. And they know who we are. I said, hey, guys, we really don't know where we're going to get money for our barbecue tomorrow. But could we pray with you? And if you don't pray, that's fine. We just want to do it with the people. So we went from little huddle to huddle to huddle all the way down the street. Nine o'clock the next morning, there's a knock on my door. A guy just hands me some money to cover the barbecue. <laughs> I'm blown away. Like, oh, wow. But that was really cool because that night when people come to the barbecue, they go, hey, how did you make this barbecue happen? I said, I didn't make nothing happen. <laughs> I prayed with you. That's it. Yeah. And you can just see the wheels starting to turn, right? <laughs> well, that, that happened, I think it was eight weeks in a row. You know, and, and I, I was starting to get kind of humorous because God is going to God's going to make it happen but not how I'm going to figure it out right. because it was showing up at five o'clock on a Thursday night, people donate money. And all we did is just pray. So how long have you, how long have you been doing the barbecues and have you ever had to miss one because of not having money? No, we've been doing barbecues downtown since August, a year, August. Okay. So there, and then we started really in January. That's almost two years, January doing some stuff. We have not had to miss anything. Wow. You know, um, we haven't. And, you know, sometimes we get a little bit less food, yeah. but, you know, as, as it always works out that we have enough food for the people who are there. It's just like the fish and the loaves. You know, we figure, oh, we're not going to make it, but then the, the crowd dwindles down, and it's just always, you know, mm. and then sometimes at the end of the night, there's some people that will give a package of hot dogs to right. take on because you can eat them cold, right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's just, it's just happening. All right. What else we got here in the pictures, David? Um, that's just another. Okay. This here. Okay. That's over on the new spot. Every one of those people that are working behind that counter are from the street. So, so it's not us and them. It's we now. And they've come from one side to the other. They say, hey, can we help? Because these people don't want a handout. They want to support something. And the guy on... It's the I same it's for them. Side. It's yeah. the same for them. Okay, this, yeah. this side for me. Okay. Yeah, the right. First, first day with the mic. Um, 
that guy, I baptized him down in the street. And the, and the rest of the guys have all, we've, they've met through the Thursday night things at, at the church. But they're all people who have come from a difficult situation to now that they give back on a regular basis. And, and to me, that's really cool. Right. That's the same thing on the other side. I don't, I don't take good photos, do I? <laughs> I know that, that's just your typical night, and that goes, you know. You know. Uh, that's the movies. That's our gang. The rascals, <laughs> some of you may remember. You know, and the funny thing about that is because sometimes people, you know, you, you put a God thing on and you think, but that just makes them laugh. And I had a guy drive by me the other day in a wheelchair and he goes, hey, you remember the our gang you showed me the other night? And I don't even really remember the guy, but yeah. I'm, can you get this one for me this week? You know what I mean? And then, and then since we do that, and then the Bible project, people are asking us about Bibles. Guys, hey, can I get a Bible that I can read, though? Not one that's like King James. It's difficult for the average human. But so we get them a, you know, a neat, a message kind of Bible. But that's our gang. That we, that's how big the movie is. Kind of neat. It's cool. Yeah. And the last picture. That's what we see regularly. One of my be- one, uh, one of my best street friends died last week, last Friday. Seventy years old, living on the street for the last fifteen years. Seventy years old, and next to Vietnam, that. But we haven't seen the dead. We've seen many revived, and um, last week um, they've been happening when we're not there. So we came, and it, he was already deader than dead, and I had no faith in the medical team at that point. Um, and we just started to pray, and he lived. Mm. The giver of life gave life. Yeah. Now, you guys have uh, actually had to intervene, people ODing, things like that. That happens, right? The, the week before, um, me and Gordo went to get gas um, for the generator so the movie can happen. And we came back, and Samuel um, was blue, eyes rolled back, not doing very well. And um, Yanni was already praying for him, and... Uh, Gordo drew up Narcan, and I gave it to him. And he came around, and he he talked with us for about 20 minutes. You, you can talk about God when you come out of the death. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I usually ask anyone if they've seen Jesus Christ at that point, just because I don't know what they've gone That's through. It's a good time to ask. Yeah. I don't um, think they're going to be mad at me. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think just point of emphasis here, um, uh, Samuel O.D., you know, it wasn't just a, a you know, a, something on the news that kind of went by. There were three OD, you know, three people mm-hmm. died of methadone overdoses. But these are people with names, as Gordo said in the video, their mothers, their fathers, their sons, their daughters, right? Uh, these are people made in the image and likeness of God. And it's amazing the difference it makes when you actually enter in, right? John chapter 1, Jesus uh, entered into the neighborhood um, he came and made his uh, dwelling among us. And to see the, what it looks like when we actually rest and, and, and enter into where people are at, uh, I, I really don't think government programs and services are going to uh, be able to restore and redeem people. I, I think it's going to be people entering in, learning names, learning stories, engaging starting to give of themselves to people, and one by one, one at a time, one decision at a time, starting to see people healed. Um, why don't you guys just share, like, what is exciting you right now about what God's doing through Broken? Any, any of the three of you? 
I'm still so excited about um, a man by the name of Ian. Um, I'm connected with him um, through uh, Messenger right now. Right now, he hasn't been down in a while because his co-worker was injured, and I got to pray with him about that. So he's been doing extra time at work. But he started out um, swearing and cussing and angry at the church. And then he got right in Gordo's face, was about to deck him. And Russ Petrie comes up and says, hey, um, why are you hurting so bad? And he turned, his life was just completely turned around by God. Um, he was seeking God. He, um, he left um, the idea of an alternative lifestyle um, where sexual immorality was um, a boast of his to um, just letting God just change his mind on things. And he started to um, pull the trailer weekly for, for a season. And he's um, part of our family. I, I messaged him, said, hey, we miss you. And he said, I'll see you soon. What about, uh, what about Nathan or Gordo? Something just going on that's uh, encouraging you, exciting you right now? Yeah, I mean, a huge thing that's been really encouraging to me is um, our Thursday night gatherings at the Mustard Seed, where for a period of time they were difficult. Mm. Um, and just seeing the transformative work that Jesus is doing, not only in the hearts of the people who are coming, but I think in some cases even more so those of us who are there, who are, the best way of saying it is serving, but um, like the non-street community who have come um, seeing Jesus transform hearts um, where we're now seeing this as our community, not a community that we're parachuting into, mm -hmm. but these are, this is our family. This is, these are our people. Um, and that's, I was going to say this when you guys were chatting about just ODs. Um, that's both the most exciting, the most terrifying thing about this. I said, oh, I was scared to do it. At that point, I was scared because of what society says. Now, I'm not scared, but I'm worried because these people that I know and love, there's a good chance that one night I may just never see them again. My family may just be gone. And that's the scary part for me. I think when Nathan said, there's no fear when you're in it, there's no fear when you got God with you. Uh, I've been down there. I, I've had knives pulled on me. And I've just stood there, and the guy said, hey, dude, give me the knife. Just give me the knife. You're scared. They hand it over. And that's happened a few times, right? Then people say, you're a nut. But, um, <laughs> I just wasn't afraid. I, I just, that guy was scared. Uh, you know? And a lot of these people are just so broken mm -hmm. that they're used to getting beat up or what, whatever challenge they have. And, yeah. So, Gordo, how can people get involved? I think there's actually a slide you can throw up, David, that um, talks about this. Okay. Well, there's a multitude of ways to get involved. You can come down and help. If you want to come down and help, we'd love you to. Um, I think Andrew was, was, was at the office a couple of weeks ago, and he said his CG was maybe thinking about getting involved. And if the whole CG wants to come down and take a night on, we're cool to just talk to people and let everyone in. Um, if you want to get involved financially, if the CG got in, it'd probably be 10 bucks a person a night. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you can come down to Thursday night at the Mustard Seeds at 7 o'clock. Yeah. You can come down and be a part of that. I tell you. I've been around a lot of worship in my life, and it's pretty cool down there right now. 
It's just electric. It's stripped down. It's in a little room. Acoustic, you mean? Acoustic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not naked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the uh, Garden yeah. of Eden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We're, getting we're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. And then there was fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but it's really, like, Ross has come down and played. Um, it's just, re- Corey, you're here too. It's really just super cool. And people are singing. Like, you can't. It's just electrifying. Mm-hmm. That's got me on fire. But you can come down in there. Um, you know, uh, we've had many people bake cookies and give them to us. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually met one, one, one person here that about a year and a half ago, I phoned Shaw to get cable. I talked her into making me cookies. And, this, <laughs> and I met her today. So she's here. So you, you never know. But that was cool. And thank you. But, um, awesome. you know, there's been many people here give us clothing, excess clothing, Blankets, uh, anything like that. You know, there's a need for tarps. Yeah, actually, someone just bought us 50 tarps. You know, it's amazing with people here when they can help it. I can help you. Because not everybody can hang out on the street. It's hard for some. You know, um, it's where I'm called to be, so it's it, it's easy for me. In fact, I'm more comfortable there than most places. Yeah. Um, but that's just because I believe it's what I'm supposed to do. So if you want to get involved, you can come down and serve. Uh, you can serve Thursday night at the Mustard Seed from 7 to 9, where they have uh, their street church gathering. You can be involved. You can just be there hanging out with people. Uh, you can serve the late-night barbecue. Um, and again, just come talk to Gordon and Julia. They'll be around after. And then here's where I really want to encourage us is, um, obviously, this is a ministry that is never going to be able to fund itself, right? They're never going to take up an offering and have enough money to pay the bills. And so in many ways, uh, West Village has been funding a good portion of it. Um, Not all of it for sure, but a good portion of it. And so uh, one of the ways your CG can get involved, if you're not able to go down there, you could just say, you know what, we want to sponsor one barbecue a month as a CG or one barbecue a quarter. Roughly a barbecue is about $250. And so uh, that's very doable for, for many of our CGs. It's not too much of a stretch. Um, and then you see uh, on the on the screen, you can give to Broken, and uh, we were able to give tax receipts for that. And so I'm really hoping this morning that some of you will just feel led to um, give to Broken, because literally, like, it, sometimes it comes down to what's in that fund as to whether we can do barbecue tonight, or what's in that fund as to whether we can do the next ministry thing. Now, God always provides, uh, but I think one of the ways he's going to provide is through us. And so uh, our heart is to continue to press, to continue uh, to go forward with this. And, you know, we, we talk about a Thursday night street church. We'd love to see that be just a, a, a gospel outpost uh, where God's doing great stuff in our city. And so, um, yeah, if you want to give this morning, you can do that through texting, which was on the screen. You can do it in the jars. You can do it at the giving station afterwards. You just need to make sure you let uh, the person know or write on the envelope or write on your check. Just indicate that it's for broken and we'll make sure uh, that it gets there. Okay, Gordo, I'm going to give you the final word. Uh, and the final word is, what would you just say by way of encouragement to this group of people um, as far as like what it looks like to live out the gospel? So there might be some people here who are hearing all this stuff, and it can be overwhelming. You're like, I am not going to go downtown and hang out with people who are chucking knives at me. And like, that's just, that's yeah. just out, of my, yeah. out of where I'm at. You know, like, I'm just not there yet. Yeah. But I'm somewhere. Yeah. I'm in a neighborhood. I'm in a school. I'm in a, a workplace. I, I hang out with people. Um, your voices. Um, what would you say to that person about how God wants to use them where they're at? Um, well, first of all, I tell that person, pray on it. God will give it to you. you just take some time. Um, you know, uh, we've, unfortunately, we live in this instant society where we want 
three, you know, 15 second commercials and the answers now. But when I can only say what I do in my life is I sit on it and pray and he gives it to you. And not that one job is any more important or not important as the other. Financial commitments, cookies. Cookies are like, that's how it all started. You know, so, I mean, you can do that. It, whatever you think God calling on your heart and you want to help us in that way, come down and talk to us. We'll find a way to use it. If God's put it on your heart, we're going to listen to it. Um, you know, it's, and it is rewarding. Okay, I want to pray for you guys. Um, invite the band to come up as we kind of move into a transition time of response. But you got something to say? Yeah, yeah, also, everyone thinks that everyone down there is an addict or, or that. There's a lot of working poor that rely on this too. There's a lot of seniors that live on $700 a month that rely on our food. It's not just that. It happens to be in that area. But we got 70-year-olds busting down, grabbing some food, yeah. and going home. So, you know, there's all kinds of walk of life that get down there. Most of us are just a paycheck away from being broke. Anyway, Absolutely. So. Yeah. All right, let me pray for you guys. Lord Jesus, we thank you for, um, well, first we just thank you that you pursued us. That Broken Ministries is really just a picture of our story, uh, that we were on the outside, you came in, you rescued us, you redeemed us, you restored us, you uh, cared for us when we um, could not care for ourselves. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. And Lord, as um, we just think about the work you're doing down there, we just ask that you would continue to provide, that you continue to um, provide a way for ministry to happen. You continue to provide venues and spaces and moments where those who probably feel completely uh, out of touch with you, as if you have forgotten them, can actually have a living encounter with you, a taste and see moment that you are good. Lord, we, we just ask that you would continue to take that which is broken and turn it into something beautiful. We thank you that up here are pictures of that in, in our stories, and we just pray for more of it. Pray for Gordon and Julia as they continue to lead the charge and bang the drum that we would follow, uh, that we would, as you lead us and guide us, uh, we would continue to follow uh, them. In that spirit, you would continue to stir our hearts and that it wouldn't become something that we just forget about as a church, but that it would become uh, very much continue to become a part of who we are as a people. And so, Lord, I go before them, protect them, and use them, we pray in Jesus' name. And all God's children said, Amen.